This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Everybody's here. Thanks. Great crowd. I'm going to introduce our first reader. Um, Meritus <laughs> uh, is a, uh, the outreach coordinator, outreach director, sorry, for CHIRP. Um, yeah, I know. There's so many volunteers here, guys. We have like, what, over 250 volunteers? That's a lot of people. Um, she is the singer and bass player for OVEF OW. Uh, said just like it's spelled. Guys, give it up for Meritus. Hello. Okay, so when I first moved to Tempe, Arizona, I was fresh out of college and starting my career as a political organizer, working with students at Arizona State University. And moving to a new town was really exciting for me at that time. I, uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas and had lived there my whole life until then. So I was pretty eager to meet new people and to get to know the neighborhood. Um, so I started going out with my colleagues after work, and most nights we found ourselves at this neighborhood bar called Casey Moore's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a really cool place. So it, it had a large outdoor patio that was full of huge picnic tables and benches, and so it forced you to sit with strangers that you would usually end up talking to and hanging out with by the end of the night. And I really like Casey's because it was hidden away from Mill Avenue where most of the Arizona State students partied. Um, and yeah, I was just way less likely to run into any of the students I worked with during the day. Instead, surrounding myself with the local hipsters and creative types of the neighborhood. Yeah. And so it became the place where I would try to pick up guys every weekend. Um, I was newly single at the time. Uh, throughout high school and college, I played in bands, so frankly, that made it really easy to meet guys. But being the new kid in the neighborhood, I didn't have a band yet to tout my cool factor. Uh, my best friend Whitney suggested I try online dating, which she was using to go on dates, but back then, I was very skeptical about the idea of meeting strangers online. And I decided that I wanted to come up with my own method. Um, in my job on campus, I had to recruit and work with student activists on campaigns like protecting the environment. So every day I had to approach strangers and ask them to sign petitions and stuff like that. And one principle that you learn about organizing and working with volunteers is that you should schedule your volunteers uh, to do something with the campaign right away because it increases the likelihood that they'll show up and actually stay involved in the campaign. So for example, while petitioning, if I meet someone who checks the volunteer box and they seem really excited about the thing we're working on, I would make sure to call them that night to schedule them to volunteer the next day. So a few months in, I had recruited hundreds of volunteers and got pretty good at it, and I figured, why not apply these skills to other parts of my life? <laughs> so I decided that my method would be to ask the guys that I meet out to coffee the next day. 
All right, so I know that I could instead also ask them probably to come home with me that night, which might have high show rates and maybe lots of volunteers. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to be that kind of girl, you know, especially since I was hanging around the same place all the time. So after I decided and settled on my plan, the next time I was at Casey's, I was scoping out the patio, and it wasn't long until before I, I found a boy who caught my eye. He had short, dirty blonde hair and thick Buddy Holly-style glasses, and he was wearing a plain white tee and jeans. I didn't need OkCupid to tell me we were a 90% match or whatever. <laughs> I was 100% sure he was hot as hell. Um, it actually took me a while before I approached him. I actually spent most of the night kind of eyeing him from across the bar, internally debating whether or not I could or should go for it, and kind of freaking out because I actually hadn't thought about the first step of how do I actually approach him. Uh, it wasn't until I was standing at the bar waiting to buy my, buy my next drink when he suddenly was standing right next to me. <gasps> Hi. That's, that's all it took. Uh, he offered to buy me next drink and we started talking. So his name was Matt, and he had the cutest Boston Terrier that he proudly showed me pictures of. But because I was a huge dork and had waited all night to talk to him, we didn't actually get to hang out for that long, and suddenly it was last call. But we had hit it off, so uh, we were exchanging phone numbers, and I knew that was my moment to reel it in. Hey. What are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to go out for coffee? And he was like, okay, sure. Text me in the morning. <laughs> okay, but here's how this went the next day. First of all, he was late. I forgot how bad this was, but I was able to search my Gmail archive and found a chat from that time <laughs> where I was telling my friend Whitney, yeah, we were supposed to meet a few hours ago, but... I guess it's okay because I would be hanging out here getting cop and work anyway. Well, he finally shows, and I quickly let it go because he apologizes, and he's still just as hot as I thought from the night before. And so we start talking about what we do for a living, and I tell him about my work that I do on campus, and he tells me about how he's in cosmetology school to learn how to cut hair. And I was like, okay, cool, so you want to be a hairstylist? And he was like, no, it's called hair sculptor. Like, kind of annoyed. And I was like, okay. And he continued, but what I really want to do is design shoes. And so he takes out his phone to show me pictures of shoes he's helped to design. And I swear, it just, it just looked like five of the same Van-style canvas shoe photoshopped in different colors. Cool. I mean, to be clear, there is nothing wrong with wanting to be a hair sculptor or a skate shoe designer. The world has a place for you. <laughs> it's just, I was pretty sure that, you know, there would probably be another girl out there who'd appreciate his talents more than I did. And in fact, there was, because it turned out Matt already had a girlfriend. <laughs> which I weirdly did not find out about until way later. That's why he was late to our date in the first place. So it was a bust, but it's okay, because after that first catch, it was like a seal of social anxiety had been broken, and I started going to Casey's all the time. <laughs> like, I started calling my, my quest for love prowling. Like, I'd say to my friends, yeah, let's go prowling tonight. And they'd be like, okay, I guess 
I guess we're going to Casey's again. Um, it wasn't like I started going on coffee dates all the time. I definitely became a lot more selective after that. Uh, in, in general, I mean, I was just—I just felt way more confident in meeting people socially, and you know, just really ended up making a lot of new friends. And then I met Jay. When I saw Jay at Casey Moore's, it, it felt like the first time all over again. He was tall and had short, dirty blonde hair and thick nerd glasses. I have a type. <laughs> and it, it took a few hours before I found the nerve to go up and approach him. But when I did, he was really nice. I found out he played bass in a band, and I decided we were soulmates. So we, go, we went out for coffee the next day, and then we went bowling. We rode our bikes by the town lake. I saw his band a few times. They were kind of bad, but he was pretty good. Uh, but hanging out with Jay was really cute and fun. And then he ghosted on me. I didn't understand why, but one night I was hanging out at Casey's again when I see Jay enter from across the bar with his friends and a girl I'd never seen before. And it became quickly obvious that they were together. I was heartbroken and humiliated um, my back was to him when he walked by, but my face burned as I stared into my beer, hoping he didn't see me. What, what was wrong with me? I mean, I know now there is nothing wrong with me, and I'm perfect the way I am, but <laughs> at the time, I thought maybe, maybe the problem was asking these guys out on all these cute coffee dates was putting me right in the friend zone, and I needed to try something sexier. So the next guy I ended up talking to at Casey's, he was the manager of the Cornish pasty. It's delicious food, by the way. And I, well, he was just okay. I wasn't, I wasn't that into him. He didn't wear glasses. <laughs> but I decided to try out my idea anyway. So at the end of the night, we walk out to the parking lot, and he walks me to my car. And I turn to him and say, hey, so do you want to drink wine and listen to records? And he was like, fuck yeah, and got into my car. <laughs> I don't know why I was surprised it worked that well, but I was like, okay, I guess this is happening. So we go to my apartment, I pour us glasses of whatever leftover cheap wine I had and put on a record. And we're hanging out for a few minutes when he leans in. And I lean away and I say, okay, you know, I'm feeling kind of tired. I think, I think I'm going to call it a night. And he had a very bewildered look on his face as I awkwardly kicked him out. And I learned that night that when you invite a boy over after last call, he will probably expect to do something more than just literally the thing you invited him over to do. <laughs> uh, it wasn't long after that that I left Arizona and moved to Chicago. And I said goodbye to Casey Moores and all of its male patrons forever. And I finally did give online dating a try. I, I found myself a cute guy with glasses who's been very nice to me. And, um, you know, there was still a lot of trial and error along the way, for sure. But I will save that for another story. Thank you.
Should have been by at ten. I said by at three o'clock. I ain't come back again. Whoa, how does that crack, darling? How does that mess your mind? How does that crack, darling? This girl is leaving you behind. You smart aleck, Tomcat, you. listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Meritus Velasquez, and The First Time 4 performed How Does That Grab You, Darling? by Nancy Sinatra. The First Time 4 is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series' website, firsttime.chirpradio.org, and you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.